that we went to the park and started cooking and people started coming from the north, south, east, and west. And, and you know what? We didn't run out of food. And we didn't run out of clothes. So the Lord was multiplying some things. And, uh, and we were talking this morning about faith is the substance, okay? Whatever you cook with, if you cook with oil, butter, it's the substance <laughs> that you hope your food will be cooked right, <laughs> okay? Don't start cooking uh, stuff without it, you know what I'm saying? You ever start cooking, you don't have the substance that you need in order to get it done, and you have to throw it out. Well, faith is the substance that we need in all that we are doing and also in ministry. When we look here at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and beginning at uh, verse 13, it says, Watch church, watch us, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all your things be done with charity. <laughs> Love, or Paul always talked about love. How can Paul get in such a heated argument with Barnabas, whose name is the son of compassion? <clears throat> we find ourselves as brothers and sisters at each other's throat. So I'm not shocked when we sin. Other people get shocked when people in church sin, but this right here is a group of people that Jesus would hang out with called publicans and sinners. If he's here in the midst, he's like, I'm here with people that have issues and all of us uh, love on each other and we understand because my issue may be different from yours, but I got issues I'm not shocked when somebody would come me. Do you know so-and-so has an issue? I'm like, well, did you know I had an issue too? Let me tell you about my issue You know, man, that way your issue don't look too bad. Is that all right? I probably only pass and say, look, I got issues too. I got my little hand up. Ooh, pick me <laughs> Pick me. I got issues <laughs> We got to love one another Maturity in Christ is when I can let it go, when I understand the mission, when I understand that it's not about me no more. That's when I'm showing growth. It's not about me. I tell you, when we, we become believers, we're always listening to different people and we're looking for houses and land and job opportunities, and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me. But the main thing that he called us is to seek and save that which is lost. And you will find yourself when you are doing his will. He came to what? Set the captives free? Yeah. He tells you all about his agenda. This is my agenda. We're like, well, what about the houses and land? Can I get some houses and land first? <laughs> you mind if I get a little money in my pocket? You said you would give seed to the sower. I'm trying to get hot, go down to Choctaw, make some things work. That's how we are as believers. You know, some believers are, are trying to make it hot. They're trying to, you know, you know how we do. We got our dice. We got our, we got our formulas that we're going down there with. That ain't my issue, but I don't knock nobody's issue. I got my own stuff going on that I'm in there praying to Christ. <laughs> and so do you. But I have to have this thing called love in everything that I do, especially us coming together. If I don't have love up in here, man, there is a problem because y'all will be looking like, well, great sermon, but he didn't have no love in that. He ain't put the right ingredient. The main ingredient in a cake is at least get some flour, something, something that's going to make the cake. You just can't put the butter in there and be like, there it is. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> the sugar's in there, the butter, but there's no cake. Love is the cake. You got to have something to cut. This is all the stuff. is just sugar and drippery stuff. And it, it's, there's nothing there. Got to have the cake. And everything, and every ministry that you find yourself in, and he's not calling us to sit down nowhere. He's not calling you for that. Go you there for, where are you going? Going to work, 
dropping the kids off at school. You got to go shopping. Well, you can just leave somebody can come to the door that don't speak English. That's happened to me. But I was able to articulate love <laughs> when Ruth showed up and was like, will you go somewhere? I was like, this person is trying to rob us. <laughs> Ruth stepped in with her love. And I didn't have a clue what the lady was doing. I was like, go down there. <laughs> you all do the same <laughs> you better get your hot You know, the dogs are running to it. They tripping. But Ruth came out. She gave love. I was like, get out of here. You're in the wrong neighborhood. Wrong side of the tracks. This is the hood. You don't see Philly on here. So, but watch you. You got to watch as a church. You got to watch what you're doing. You got to watch what you're saying. You got to watch the intentions and purposes of your heart. You got to watch it at the house. Got to watch it at work. Watch, Mark, because sometimes we are in a bad mood. Yes. yes, we are. You know who you are. I know who I am. I woke up the same side of the bed, but with a different attitude and a different mindset than what I prayed with the night before, and I don't even know why. And I don't want to talk to them. I'm just trying to go to work. People cutting me off, you know. Got to watch. We got to be careful. We come up in how people perceive us. You have to say hi. It's hard because some days you just want to, just getting here is hard. Yeah, yeah. Just walking in the door is difficult because the enemy doesn't want us coming together because we're two or three are gathered. What? He's in the midst. That's right. He's right here. You have to believe that he is right here. I have to believe that he's right here. I have to believe that he's going to preach. But some days, man, you're working and all of y'all that work and are laboring and, and are trying to deal with kids and life and, and, and ups and downs and your own issues. When do you have time? When do you have time? Think about that. When do you have time? So give me a break. Can you give me a break? Because I got there's things I got to do and I got to figure out when I'm going to have time. But I've got to watch my attitude. Because I'm telling you, he's going to bring people that you just didn't think you would see. And we have to be prepared for that as brothers and sisters. It talks about standing fast in the faith. And I was looking at that. It talks about the truth of the scriptures. And if we're not studying scripture, and sometimes I, people always want to kind of try to come to me and talk to me about scripture. And they always want to start in the New Testament. This scripture right here, well, I said, well, long before there was a New Testament, there was actually scriptures. The New Testament is somebody who's an eyewitness. And Paul is talking to you about the church and the things that he has witnessed and the things that they needed to establish. But long before that, there was this thing called scripture. And Jesus talks about that. He opened their mind up so that they could understand the scriptures. And we need our minds open so that we could understand the scriptures. And the scriptures is the source in which you and I live our life. Those of y'all decide to get married. You know, there are scriptures on that. And I tell you right now, when people come to me, they talk to me about marriage. And I said, well, you know, I'm just looking. Sometimes I'm just looking at them. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm cutting up with you. We laugh and I get you all relaxed, Joe. That's what I do. I put you in the right mood, Brother Chris. Brother Chris, you know, you laughing, having a good time. And I said, man, you know what? Y'all really going to do this thing. Yeah, we're going to do this thing. But you know the husband is the head of the wife. Like Christ is the head of the church. And people stop talking. They be like, okay, okay, we can deal with that. We can deal with that. I'm like, okay. You know, the Lord made a woman suitable for Adam. 
And she's like, yeah, I know I'm suitable. Yeah. Woman was made for man. People start looking all weird at you. I said, it's funny, you know, when we go to work and things like that, it's, it's easy to get along with our supervisor because all we got to do is what? Our job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Nobody's, nobody's laughing no more. Because when you go to work, there are rules and regulations. And you're talking to me about love. I love him. You know I love her. But well, you know I love her. I'm like, you love her? Okay, well, that, well let's, let's, let's talk about love. Because the scriptures that our Heavenly Father has given to us by holy men of God, moved by the Spirit of God, gave us scriptures. And Jesus said, I know they're going to write some more books, but I came to fulfill those scriptures. Genesis to Malachi. He's the Lord our God. He changes not. He said, Moses gave you that, but I didn't give you that. And I know people in the crowd were like, what is this? He said, Moses gave you that. And when you go back and you begin to look at the scriptures, you know, because we don't like to read as believers. All of a sudden you say, you know, Moses did give us that. And that's where we as as believers have to rethink our position on this planet. Because when John came preaching, he was preaching the scriptures. Whether you were a believer or not a believer, it was cutting. And it has so much strength in it. He said, who told you vipers? Imagine somebody telling you that. Who told you Blank, blank, blank. And you're like, did this brother just call me out my name? And he was so strong in his conviction in the scriptures that he was just letting it loose. You don't even realize you're dead, he was telling people. He said, you don't even realize that you're dead, so I don't know what you're showing up here for. And they were like, now they, they ran up on Jesus. <laughs> they didn't want no parts of John, because John's ministry was to make sure everything was straight. He said his aisle is straight. We make sure the chairs are straight. And that was his job. His job wasn't to seek and save that which was lost. His job was to start preaching the scriptures. And the scriptures would get a marriage straight. It'll get a single person straight. It'll get a father straight, a mother straight, a child straight. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Wherewithal shall a young man or a young woman cleanse their way by taking heed according to his word? And I'm not talking about Matthew to Revelation. I'm talking about Genesis to Malachi because it says there, I change not. So talk about your parents if you want to, because Peter said it's the first commandment with a promise. And that promise could be life or death. But he sets before us every day, is it going to be life or death, Mark? Let me roll this dice. And if it's seven, but if it's snake eyes, and why would we want to roll dice on our life? Why would we want to work so hard all week to obtain a little bit of money? To go someplace and just begin to gamble it away. 
But that's what happens all the time. So the truth, faith is, it's the truth of the scripture. And it's hard. Scripture is hard. It's a commandment that you and I would study his word. It's his commandment that we would love him with all of our heart and with all of our might and with all of our strength. And going back to marriage years later, when the couples come that I had the opportunity to marry, and I asked them, you know, they got to tell you all about it. Why they ain't feeling it. What has happened, what the person did wrong. I said, but you told me in front of all these witnesses, you loved them. For better, for worse, through thick and thin, forsaken all others. What happened to that? You don't know what I have been through. And I said, love doesn't have feelings. Love is scripture. Imagine everything that we took our God through, all the adultery and fornication and talking about him and using his name like it don't mean nothing. And then when we go to him and we say, but we married. And he says, mm, I just ain't feeling it. And he said, Israel, I would get rid of you. He said, but I made a covenant with your father. Now, listen, I, he said, I made a covenant with your father. And that is the only reason why I don't get rid of you to this day. As believers, we have to take God's word seriously. We sing that song, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. But when, if we don't know the word and how to apply it to the situation that we are in, well, then he's going to have to leave the 99 to go get us. Because there's a way that seems right. And young people, older people, there's some women that are real silly, the scripture says. And they will tell you what they think. There are some men that are very immature. They will tell you what they think, but you have to weigh this life based on scripture because heaven and earth will pass away. But my word, it ain't going nowhere because everything John testified, he's a witness. John is, is not trying to give us scripture. He's saying in the beginning, bear a sheet, go back to the book of Genesis. He's saying in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word, the scripture, with God. Word was God. Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten son of our father. The word, he, 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 he didn't change the word. The word is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And maybe you just don't spend time in his word. And on the job, if you don't spend time in your craft, mm 
Sorry, man. You know, you keep coming in. My bad. My bad. You understand relationship very well. You understand that job relationship, and you're like Sarah on the job. Yes, sir. No, sir. Listen, on the job, you are Sarah. At home, you're Delilah. On the job, brothers, we understand what it is to be a helpmeet because some other man is running it. And it's not good for that man to be alone. So put that man to sleep and he made a helpmeet. And we come along and our job is to help him fulfill the vision. So husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. So you know what it is. Don't, you don't want to be disrespected by that man. You want to feel valued by that man. You want to get your paycheck from that man. But when you get home, you don't treat your wife with any respect. You don't treat your wife. You don't treat your children right. Because every person that's running a business that is a believer understands that it is the father that gave somebody to that business. And we better be very careful how we handle people because the earth, if you read scripture, it says everybody, it says the earth, careful how we handle the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and everyone in it. Don't belong to us. Can't talk to people any old type of way and think that God is not going to deal with us. Your business won't prosper. If Abraham can tell a half truth and the whole block is shut down by our heavenly father, how much more can our mouth shut our prosperity down as men? Because we're not taking care of the people that have been entrusted to us. They have been entrusted to us. Men entrusted to us. What a great opportunity as a man to have people come into your life that know that they can find shade underneath your tree. And they will not be abused. They will not be neglected. They will not be put down. That you will show them the respect that they, they deserve, whether male or female, respect to our family. It's the reason why God made man. And he named Eve. And it was his responsibility. Even though she is woman, and she's very intelligent, she don't need us. But he is just showing us our position, whether in our family as a son, even though we have parents, we understand our role is to be a blessing to our family, not to those streets. It's our blessing to our family to grow up. And if you haven't left home, then make sure you're paying something in that house. Be of some value. Be just, just saying, I love you, Dad. I love you. That's not... Love sacrifices. Paul talks about it in Corinthians chapter 13. The love, it doesn't want nothing for itself. It wants to see the family taken care of. I want to say, you know what, mom and dad, I got a job. I got a summer job. Well, son, that's good. 
That's good. Make sure you tithe, son. I am. But also, too, I put it upon my heart. I made a vow that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay the water bill. And you know, your parents start laughing. You're going to pay the water bill. That water going to get cut off. I, I, that water won't get cut off. Oh, so you're going to take care of the water bill? What happens when the water gets cut off? It ain't going to get cut off, Dad. It ain't going to get cut off, Mom. Because the world doesn't tell you the reason why you were made men and women. But the scriptures will tell you why you were made. Till the ground, young man. Till the Go get a job. And that money that you make, if you want to honor somebody, if you want to tell somebody thank you, won't you pay back all the money they spent on your socks and your drawers and all the Christmas presents and all the stuff that they labor for and all the disrespect they went through to make sure that you have a roof over your head? Pay back something. Because love doesn't want nothing. But when we're children, we don't understand the value of our parents until they're gone. Men in this building understand that the Father has put us on this earth to help our family produce wealth, to help our family to be safe, to help our family stay together. Mothers, you are put on here to nurture and to come alongside that man because you realize that he can't do it alone. It's impossible. It's not good for what? A man to be alone. And you know what it's like to be alone. So get rid of your feelings. Come on, come on. And when you get in that relationship, you study the scriptures and learn to pray together, learn to pray alone. That virtuous woman, the, at the end, at the end of it, the children shall rise up. But at the beginning, she worked. She provided for her family. She got up early in the morning. She made sure that her family had the nutrients to get through the day. Her husband was going to work from sun up to sun down because man's the assignment is for us to till that ground. And that woman would get up and make sure that her household had something to eat. And it talks about how she had a job. Then it goes even further where she started her own business. She started a vineyard. And then she began to make extra money. And it talks about her husband just looking at her. And it says that his heart safely trusts in his wife. Yes, yes. It talks about how we should rely on our Savior. For salvation. Talks about how you and I, as men and as women, stop looking to each other and looking <coughs> unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith that we receive from the scriptures. That means I'm not looking to you for anything, I'm not laying anything. Blame on you in this relationship. I'm looking under Jesus, the author, the one that wrote marriage, the one that wrote the thing about relationships. It says, a friend that sticketh closer 
than what? A brother. That's how close, if you call somebody your friend, that's, that's how you treat them. And you may have brothers, but when that man out of his mouth begins to speak that this is my brother, that is a covenant that you better take seriously because the father in the scripture says, if your brother or your sister begins to cry out to me because of your nonsense, he says, I'll shut your block down. You don't you never read this stuff? How you got a person in your life and you've allowed them into your life and they've allowed you into their life and y'all are brothers or you call that's my sister. But yet. Like Cain. Am I my sister's keeper? Am I my brother's keep a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, a friend that sticketh closer than a sister? And now you think you make these vows before our heavenly father. And he always vowed that it would. Listen, I will not destroy it again. He vowed. And he said, you're like little gods running around here with all these different vows that you can't back up. You ain't got no money in the bank to cash that check. It'll bounce. But he says, my vows, he says, I will honor them. And not because of you. Because of the person long before you made it here prayed to me about you that they couldn't see. And it's to the thousand generation that I will bless. But you, man, you know, the Lord would say that. There, but you, you keep playing because our God, let me tell you one thing. He has no problem killing because he knows that this flesh right here, when it decays, it's not the end of our life. Then we'll be able to see him for who he is. And he says, we're going to have a talk soon. Just sit down someplace. I got, a, I got, I got, I got some words to say, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm playing chess against this Satan. He's got checkers. And I'm moving and doing what I got. It says not by strength. This word in here, it says here, quit you like men. Men, you know, we look at uh, our money in the bank. We look at our strength. Ladies, you look at. Uh, your money in the bank, you look at how much power you have. You, you know, we, we look at how much we can destroy a person's character and all that stuff. There's certain weapons that we use that are earthly. It says quit like men. Stop acting like the people in the world. Stop acting like them. And he needs us to change. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 4. Can y'all make it? Yeah. We ain't gonna lose my place. It talks about here, we're talking about stop acting like people of the world, whether men or women. Quit you like men, because we're talking about love and all those things. And in verse four, I mean, chapter four, it says in verse one, and use your phone. You ain't gotta be worried about that. Use your phone. And the angel that talked with me came again and, and, and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? And I said, I have looked and behold, a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. 
So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, You don't know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by strength, but my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we go back over here to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and it says here, Quit you like men. Or stop, ladies, stop it. Brothers, stop it. What are you talking about? He, he's, he's trying to play me. Stop it. That's not how we act. And we go to the scriptures. And the scriptures tell us that whatever beef we have with one another, cease. Let it go. I ain't letting it go. That was a lot of money. I ain't letting it go. That was my woman. That was my man. I ain't letting it go. They were running their name down on me. I ain't letting it go. Quit. He starts to show him the feast of weeks. When you go into the temple and you look at those seven golden candlesticks, it's a picture of the Holy Spirit. It is not by strength nor by might. It is by my spirit, says the Lord. And the spirit is the one that has given us the scriptures. Holy men of God, moved by the spirit of Yah, has given us the scriptures. And the spirit's job is to lead you and I into the scriptures. And it teaches us how to deal with an issue. And it says here, seven times 70 is what Jesus began to uh, talk to people about. Let it go. Let it go. How many times in our life have we just not let it go? It has destroyed relationships in our life because we refuse to let it go. And then we find ourselves moving against God, the one who gave us the scriptures. And he's quick to tell us, Moses gave you that. And we thought it was law. No, it's not law. Let all your things be done with love. And you keep thinking that love is a feeling. It's not a feeling. There's a thing that goes along with love called honor. You ever hear of Jabez? You ever hear of the prayer of Jabez? Go home and look up the prayer of Jabez. When you read about it, it says Jabez prayed and said, Father, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. They tell you, pray the prayer of Jabez. But you know me. You know your boy. I'm going to look at the, uh, the ingredients on the back and say, this has cyanide in it. <laughs> you know, I start looking at that animal and say, is that pig? Mm, oh, no. Oh, no. I see all the commercials where they're pouring Coke on pig and all the worms. Mm, I ain't eating that. What, uh, uh, that's, that's tilapia. Uh, where did it come from? It came from Michigan, like from a lake. Oh, no. I'm not eating that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I I'm looking at the ingredients of that. Oh, oh, what, what does the person say when you say that to them? They start talking, you know, they start moving their neck and saying, you know, saying only God can judge me. Oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. You know, when I touch 
Remember the little, the little uh, stay fresh little man when he used to hit his little stomach, he started giggling. You remember that dude? <laughs> he started giggling. Yeah, Pillsbury Doughboy. If that little Pillsbury Doughboy stomach, you know what I'm saying, when you press it and he don't giggle, I, I, I ain't doing that one because that ain't fresh. And you know we want to be fresh and so clean. When we start looking at power, power that comes from honor, love sometimes can be a feeling. That's why people say, are you sure or is it just a feeling? Because they call it puppy love because you, you can't sustain it. Because love isn't sustained by a feeling because feelings come and go. Love is based on scripture. Power, love, sound mind, honor, honor. No matter what the situation is, the husband knew that the virtuous woman would not stray from scripture. But if there's some doubt, I'll tell you right now, he ain't going to safely trust in nobody and she ain't going to safely trust in him. Because if you hang around garbage, you, you smell like it. That's my friend. Well, that's not a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. That's not a friend that's sticking closer than a sister because they sit here in our house and the stuff that comes out of their mouth, you giggle and laugh to. Obviously, you haven't been reading Romans because even though you claim not to be participating with those people, you co-sign off on it with your giggling and your laughing. Power is a force or a miraculous power or ability is what the Holy Spirit brings. And you think the Holy Spirit is coming with the dancing and the speaking in tongues. Oh, no. Moses said, when the spirit of the Lord hits our life, it's like a circumcised heart. Physically, you can look all day long circumcised, but that don't mean nothing to him. Moses said it's deeper than that. Moses didn't take value in the physical circumcision and sometimes were neglected. And the Lord sought to slay Moses because he said, I put it in there. Like people don't talk about Passover and the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Tabernacles. And they don't even celebrate but he's like, it's an ordinance forever. How did you miss that? Well, I was going by your prophets. They ain't my prophets. Because prophets go by scripture. Then there's this thing called love. It's affection, benevolence, or a love feast. We have feasts. Like Chris asked us, like, what are the feast of weeks? Brother, that's the day he gave the Rosh Kadesh. His spirit. And when his spirit came down, he began to write on tables of stone or that feeling, it wasn't a feeling. He began to write out the covenant. Forsaken all others. You know what I'm saying? For better, for worse. He started to write it out. He starts to write out every little part of it. And don't be hanging with them knuckleheads over there too. He just starts to write it all out. What he believes love is. And the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light Unto your path. So if you can't see me. You know how we do this. You ain't feeling me no more. 
men and women and so-called friends. If, 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 it's, if, if we there, you better go check scripture. Because the scripture is going to tell you, mm -mm, hold on, <laughs> pimping. <laughs> hold on, my brother. Because <laughs> the work is not done. Keep on what? Believing in what? The scripture. Because you think it's over and it ain't over. There's a day coming when each and every one of us got to stand. And the book, what? That somebody wrote in. I was watching Cat Williams. He said, they didn't know I was writing stuff down and taking notes. And, and I was doing all, while they was playing and kissing and hugging and loving and doing all that stuff as we lay. Y'all remember that song? <laughs> and the book, it, I don't know if you read this or not. There is a book in glory. That somebody's going to open. And it's going to come to Mark. Not the scripture, Mark. It's going to come to my name. My name. My name. I'm not worried about your name. I'm worried about what's on, what's on my page. You know how y'all do with the horoscope. Well, tell me about my horoscope. Well, you know, I ain't even worried about that. I'm worried about that book up there with my name on it. And when it gets open to it, what, what's, what's written in there? Is it going to be a blank page? There's some blank pages in here. Is it going to be clean? Oh, you know how you're looking over somebody's shoulder, you see writing in there? What's it say? What, what does it say? I'm telling you right now. Uh, this ain't nothing to play with. Now, you can go down there to Louisiana, play with voodoo, play with all the witches and sorcerers you want. But Saul ran up on a witch. And he went in there just for some reassurance. Because God left him. So he went to go get his palm read. Bought himself a newspaper, flipped it over to the horoscope. Looked for his month. Went to a median. You know, like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost went to one of them. You know how, you know where, you know where people go. People in here that still go there. The crazy thing about it was the woman didn't know who he was. Until the demon said, that's Saul. And she said, what? Because she was just conjuring up some old okie doke like she always does. But then she realized that God was like, God just pulled the wool back. And I'm telling you right now, everybody in that room, written on their page, is death. Literally, death. Death, not physical death. I'm talking, the father says, don't worry about them people bumping their gums. You just worry about the one that gave life and ends life. And that's when you and I begin to say, you know what? Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. That's what it says. Are you more honorable than your brothers? Are you more honorable than your sisters? You came from the same man and woman. But Jabez was more honorable. And when he came to God, he said, deal with my iniquity because I know who I am because I read your scripture. I know who I am and I know the sins of my fathers and I'm no better than my brothers. I'm no better than my father. Have mercy upon me. And then he begins to move and says, enlarge my territory because you have everything that I want and I bow myself to you. Yes. I bow myself to you. 
bow myself to you. This year, as we begin to move around, we have to search scripture. Luke 24, the road to Emmaus. It says he revealed himself to two walking along the road. And then he appeared to them while they were all together. And they were scared. They were frightened because they didn't know the scriptures. He said, I told you this. And they were like, he's like, whatever. He says, give me some food to eat. And they were nervous and they gave him some food and he ate. And then he says, come here. And he opened up their mind so that they could understand the scriptures. And once their mind was open, once they could see it, and right now maybe I can't see it, but I pray every day, open up my mind that I may be able to see it. Rahab saw it. Abraham saw it. David saw it. Open up my mind so I can see it. I've heard all about it, but I need to see it for myself. And once he opened up their mind, man, such power came into their life. You know how it talks about power here in Zechariah 4 and 1? A force, a miraculous power or ability. Once their mind was open, they could stand with a man called Joshua who told the sun to stand still and the moon not to move until he finished what God had called him to do. I'm not getting sick. I'm not falling down. Ain't nothing going to happen until you fulfill this ministry in me. This ministry that each and every one of us in this room has, and I know you think that you're insignificant in nothing. I know you got too much going on in your life and things like that, but if you're in this room, I'm telling you right now, God called you and he's telling you, I put greatness in you. He says, I put my spirit in you. That temple has the seven golden candlesticks in there. First, you got to get washed, but when you enter in, the only thing illuminating the inside of that temple is the thing that Zechariah saw. He said, I saw seven golden candlesticks. The feast of weeks, the spirit of the Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what liberty? He says, my spirit I put upon you. And when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you're not worried about speaking in tongues. You're not worried about Holy Ghost dancing. You are wondering whether or not you are bringing honor. In every house, there's vessels of honor and dishonor. Pick which one you want to be. And that's where we go home and people want to know why we just kind of off by ourselves because something is dealing with you and me on the inside and it's time for us to square up with our God and said, I know, I know, I know, I hear you. I need to bring honor to you. And all this feelings, you know, you can tell where somebody's at because it's always about feelings. When they come into the Lord, there's a feeling. It's always a lot of feelings come out. But when you come into the Lord's house, man, and you begin to think about how to honor him with your life, that it's in him that we live and move and have our being, all the stress and all the pain and all the worry and all the fears and all the uncertainty and everything that we need is in his hand. Maybe we will bow down and begin to just 
lay our burdens down at his feet. Peter said it's like casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Yes, he does. He cares for me. And I have no place else to go. I have no place else to go. Where am I going to go? Who am I going to call on? Who am I going to call on for help? Because as you get older, you realize just how helpless you are. You can't make one hair gray or black. The little bald spots we get, you know, I can get that little, that little makeover mesh, but it's going, the glue going to wear off, Keita, sooner or later, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be back looking crazy. I can try to go to the gym all I want to, but Paul talked about that. He says bodily exercise profits little, my brother. But godliness, love, honor, respect, they use that in the rap world. Don't know nothing about it. But in here, in this book right here, when you love and honor and respect the things that he requires of us, he says, I'm going to open up some doors for you. People were so shocked when that young man in the camp of Moses picked up his spear and spun it around and walked into that tent and killed two people. And he walked out like, who's next? And Moses said, relax. He's very zealous for the Lord. And the Lord told that young man that day, he says, you know what? Nothing will ever come against your house as long as there's somebody living in your house because I'm going to take care of you. A, a, a split second decision to bring honor to your heavenly father will give you a thousand generations of people coming from out of you that will be blessed because you've made a decision to honor the father yes. with our life instead of bringing dishonor to him. A marriage, even though it's on the rocks, people say, you can't look at the other person and think that they're going to save the marriage. Because I got to look to Jesus. Hannah didn't look to her husband for a child. She began to cry out to the Most High, the Most High, to answer her prayers. I don't know where you're at today in your life. I don't know where you're at in your walk. I don't know what's going on. It ain't got nothing to do with me because Marky Mark is trying to hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guys. God's here. I'm trying to hold on with you. You ever be like, you see the movies where the guy's holding on? Give me your hand! <laughs> you think I'm going to let go of this thing? <laughs> and you playing over here, slipping and stuff like that? You better, you better get a hold of this hand. And if you fall, I'm like, no! And quickly, I got that right hand back on, Joe. You see that, Joe? No! Uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh, I ain't go. Oh, no, you think I'm going to let go of this and try to turn? No, 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 no. I'm going to give you a hand. I'm going to give you a pass. But if you slip, it's, it's, it's like this now. I got two grips on this bad boy. I ain't going. I'm riding it down, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take care of him, Lord. <laughs> I hope you got stuff on your page. Because <laughs> your boy, listen, I, I know, I know, I know. We walk by faith. But I'm telling you right now, let something happen, and and I'm a, I'm gonna try, you know. But I ain't gonna let go. 
All right? I ain't falling with you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> Bring honor. Bring honor to your family. Bring honor to God. Bring honor to your job. Bring honor to any relationship that you find yourself in. I don't care what happened in the past. Some of us need to turn around and go back. But if you can't, then you better start where you're at now. Now you better do right. We have to show our Heavenly Father. David runs into a situation with his son Absalom. And you know all the stuff that David did in his life, right? David is a mighty warrior, anointed by God. Anointed by God. Throw hands. Yeah, that little joker, man, it's anointed by him to throw hands. And one of his sons became so full of himself. He said, I'm taking the throne while my dad is alive. And David, who is a man of war, the men were counseling his son, said, listen, your dad is not one to be played with. But quit you like men. And David began to say, that's my son. Yes, but he is trying to take everything that you had that God has given you. Let him have it. And David left the throne. And David went back out into the wilderness. Because that was a place that he was so familiar with. But he let his son have it. And some of us in here just need to let it go. It ain't worth the fight. It ain't worth the arguments. It ain't worth all the foolishness. David just quit being a man. And his army walked with him. And this man came out and began to remind David of how trifling he was. You ain't no king. You ain't nobody. That's why your son took your throne. And I know one of the men said, I'm done hearing this joker right here. Just give me the permission. This is when you're a wife and you know how to work. You know how to handle yourself. When you get home, he ain't the head over you. But at work, you always let somebody be the head over you at work. You hear what I'm saying? And he said, King, if, if it'd be okay with you, can I go cut his head off? And David said, what do I got to do with you, man? And what do I got to do with anybody? He said, how do you know whether or not he is reminding me of how I did my God wrong. I didn't bring honor to him. How do you know? Leave him alone and let him be. And they didn't understand David, but I understand David. When we look over our life at all the mistakes that we have made, was it worth it? Was it worth it all? Was it worth everything? We lost so much. And now that it's, we're in our latter days, are we going to lose even more? Are we just going to have a life of losing? And David left. Imagine leaving your home and just leave it because you said it ain't worth it. The battle belongs to you. And the father said, are you sure? And he said, I'm gone. He said, do what you want with it. And the Lord took his son. And David returned to be king. Listen, you got to know how to move around. You better know how to move around. You better know the scripture and how to move. Because the wages 
of sin is death. That son should have brought honor to his father, but something else came into his life. And it says to honor thy father and mother so that you will live long. And even though you as a father or a mother have the ability to take a child's life, sometimes it ain't worth it. Sometimes you better move around and let God fight that battle because God knows the heart whether or not he can change it or not. And if you're in a relationship and you're thinking about ending it, you better learn how to quit and stop acting like you and your feelings and learn to go sit down and pray. That's what Sunday school taught us. They were in a situation, and instead of giving up on it, the mother said, give up on the situation. But the son said, Dad, if we just pray. And those seven golden <coughs> candlesticks, if they are inside of you, it's going to say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heaven laden, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Because you're so troubled in your mind. You're so stressed out. He's like, I will give you rest. Everything you need is in me. Everything. But you got to get into that temple first. You got to get into that place to where all you can hear is him. And say, Father, do what you want with it. Because you gave me Eve. You gave me Adam. And won't he do it? He going to do something. <coughs> and he will do it. But Absalom was someone that just could not be saved. And there's going to be some relationships that could not be saved. It is what it is. Do you hear me? <coughs> That's what Job said. Not Job, Job. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But you know what? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because God could turn it around. If you're here today and, and you've been going through some things, we're starting this year off talking about making sure that we got our head on right making sure that we're doing right by people. And everything that motivates us this year...